Hello, I'm so glad you're joining us on the 412 Canada podcast. My name is Kim Hutchins. At 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. And 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. On today's episode, I had a fantastic chat with Kathy Osipchuk from Gather Women. It was such a great conversation and so good to hear from someone that has a passion to connect Canadians. Kathy shares about Gather Women and how that started, the At The Table event, which is coming up this November 6th, so check out the link in our show notes to register for it, and we also talked about how she has a passion to help people understand their gifts and how to unpack them, because unfortunately, no one is showing up at our doorstep with it all laid out on a silver platter. All that and more on today's episode. Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Do you serve or lead volunteers in the local church? Are there days when you feel less than equipped to make the kind of impact that you want to make in your role or in your organization? Through this podcast, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. Thanks for joining us. It is Kim from 412 Canada, and I am super excited about our conversation today. We have Kathy Ostachuk on, and she began Gather Women, which is Canadian, and that is so amazing, and I think that you as our listeners will really appreciate the Canadian content that we have for you today. As well, we're going to talk about At the Table, which is an event coming up on November 6th, and I'm super excited for Kathy to share all the details about that. So welcome, Kathy. So good to be with you, Kim. <laughs> Hey, Kathy, I know that um, I'm just learning about you and I've enjoyed our previous conversations, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those that are listening uh, that maybe have not heard of you before? Tell us maybe where you grew up and uh, and some of the, your volunteering experiences. <laughs> right. So I was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, so I am a prairie girl. I am Yay. from the West, which I think serves me well now um, leading a national movement because sometimes there's a disconnect between the West and the East. But I would say I was your classic church girl. So my uncle founded a Ukrainian Baptist church in Edmonton, oh, and wow. I spent my weeks, my days <laughs> at the church, you know, Wednesday night yeah. choir practice, Tuesday night prayer meeting. Uh, led the choir, played the piano, then oh, made wow. the pierogies for the lunch dinner <laughs> after church, did VBS, oh. you know, did all of the things because that's what we did in church. Mm -hmm. Like that was sort of, it was the center of our life. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we weren't always Ukrainian. We eventually turned to English, but that just kind of uh, grew me up in a place uh, that brought a lot of security. Mm -hmm. um, even though I, I went off and had some rebellious years, a few rebellious <laughs> years, I knew that, you know, I would always come back just because that was the way I was raised. And so yeah. I was that girl and then uh, got married in 84 okay. and the same year as Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and then <laughs> did, kind of the day after the wedding, my husband was born and raised in Toronto and I moved here. Oh, wow. So, Fairly quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember calling my mom once, you know, when things were really hard here, mm -hmm. um, so different here. And she just said, you know, as a good Ukrainian mother, like, have you ever missed a meal? And I said, no. And then she said, you're staying. <laughs> you're staying there. So that's my background. Very Ukrainian, um, hospitable, people around the table all the time, yeah. church people. And um, I'm so grateful for 
the upbringing that I had. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and now during this COVID season, have you picked up any new or interesting skills that you could share? It's been, it, this is an interesting question that I've started to ask because it's amazing what people have been doing. One of, um, one of the persons that I interviewed in couple of weeks ago uh, that will be on later this fall, he started learn how to make donuts. So <laughs> I thought, what a great question to ask and find out what people have been up to. Um, so yeah, during this season when everything has changed, anything new? Well, something new that is something old. So I spent the first half of my life in music and performance arts. So mm -hmm. in the church, you know, and outside of the church, I was conducting and composing. That's that oh, I have wow. two degrees in that. So that was sort of my identity. So I've been going on a lot of walks during COVID, trying to get out there mm -hmm. every day and was really enjoying them. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start listening to something other than the worship music and podcasts that I've been listening to. So I went back to my roots and I've been listening to some of the major orchestral works mm -hmm. and it has been so life-giving, like Mahler's Fifth Symphony oh. or Rachmaninoff's Second. Mm -hmm. And I think Combine that with walking, seeing the beauty of God's creation, and this music just filling your your head and your heart has yeah. been such a gift. And I thought, well, I haven't been doing this. You know, I should have been doing this all of these years. And so it just made me realize that even though the world kind of, kind of stops or shifts mm -hmm. in terms of what was and what will be, there is still so much that we can access mm -hmm. for free. Yeah. And so that's, that's a new old thing for me. <laughs> that's amazing. I love um, orchestra music. I did play in an orchestra in high school, so I do enjoy that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, let's jump in and talk about Gather Women. I know I recently, I would say in the last number of months, discovered it on Instagram, looking for Canadian content, Canadian women. And, uh, and so I was quite fascinated about this. And so I was so excited to meet you and talk to you the other day on Zoom and hear a little bit of the history. So I'd love for you to share that for everyone who is listening. Sure. So I first, first of all, like being a musician and in that whole world, I never really ever saw myself in women's ministry. I didn't really like hanging out around just with women. I didn't love women's ministry. I thought it was old, you know, yeah. doilies and pink lace <laughs> and that sort of thing. And it just wasn't my, my gig at all. Yeah. But I went to school in the States. I went to Moody Bible Institute and Biola mm -hmm. University in California. And, you know, I made a lot of friends there and I kept going there, you know, to the States for women's conferences, for anything yeah. I could find. I kept getting on planes and going. And then one time, February of 2014, I was coming back from Chicago. It was a Priscilla Shire thing. And mm -hmm. I just remember tweeting on the plane, oh, I'm going back to Canada. You know, where are the women in Canada? What's going on in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. And that sort of was the first nudge of what we would see or label as a call. Yeah. And I couldn't get away from it. I went down to if gathering around that same time and um it was amazing what was going on mm -hmm. jenny allen had started down there and i thought oh this would be so great you know for canada but i'm going back to canada and <laughs> i was almost <laughs> jealous like i have to say i was almost yeah. jealous because it just didn't seem that there was that sort of excitement and things happening in in my country but eugene cho was the last speaker mm. and i was almost ready to give up 
you know, on this nudge. And he said, you know, the grass will always be greener on the other side. Go home and water your own grass. Oh, that's it. That's so good. And I came home and we, a few of us girls have been talking about what if we could start something. We had some girlfriends in, in a house and there are about 30 of us. And Mm -hmm. we just talked about what has been, what is, and what could be. And from that, there was enough energy around that conversation that we went in the next year to get charitable status and really start to show up in six cities across the nation um, because I never wanted this to be just Ontario. I wanted it to be national. And then we held our first national gathering in 2006, October 1st at the Winter Garden Theatre in in Toronto. And and that's sort of where we showed up in a bigger way to say we're here. Yeah. Uh, We're that's the day we received our charitable status. So it was a really great, <laughs> a big day. great day overall. <laughs> and the good thing about it was that when women came, they didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. people have always thought, okay, well, what is Gather? What is Gather? Is it like hill songs? Is, is it like if gathering? <laughs> but when you launch something so unique for the daughters of our country, you can't mm-hmm. model it after anything that has gone before because it's, it's a new thing. And mm-hmm. that verse was very much part of our, you know, launch call was, you know, see, I'm doing a new thing. It's yeah. bringing up right before you do you not perceive it. And then we did, we did a gather lead. We had about 90 women from across the country come together just to say what, what's possible in our soil, you know, yeah. what could we be doing? And I think the first thing is that God has already been at work and is doing a new thing, mm-hmm. but we just didn't know how to find each other. And so gather has been a conduit and networks. Um, a tributary of networks, I think, starting Mm -hmm. to connect us all together. Because once we see each other and we see, wow, in your place, you are ministering, you're serving so faithfully, that inspires me to keep going in mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that connective, you know, piece, that gathering piece, that seeing each other has been such a life-giving force in the nation that, oh, God is at work, you Mm -hmm. know, from coast to coast, you know, north to south. And, you know, the funny thing was, which I think you have to be in this nation to understand, there's not only a divide between the east and the west, but between all of us and Quebec, right? Our French-speaking sisters. And so we had Stephanie Reeder at our very first national gathering. She came from Montreal, huge church that she serves in. And she spoke and delivered her, her message all in French, and she was translated. Wow. But it was so powerful. And yeah. I think women sat there thinking, this woman is in our nation, and I didn't even know she was here. Like, right? she preaches. She preaches to preach. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is that we sit and we listen and go, wow, that woman is in our nation. God's given her a gift. And there are women that need also a place mm-hmm. to be affirmed that they have been called and that there's something that they carry that's really significant. Yeah. So it started uh, just with us showing up and it we've shifted in strategy a few times because that's okay. That's what we have to yeah, do. Yeah. Particularly in COVID, we're shifting oh, yeah. very quickly. I was going to say, that affected try, you, yeah, eh? <laughs> yeah, but we're still committed to being here um, for the long haul mm-hmm. and to... It would be great to come to the place where we didn't exist because the church would be able to accommodate all the gifts 
that women can bring. But right now we're still kind of shoring up the girls and creating an environment where we can flourish alongside the guys so that the church is complete. Yes. Oh, that's so amazing. And so amazing to connect all those in Canada right? Like that has just been missing. I know with 412 and trying to find speakers, it's been hard men and women just to find who are good speakers in Canada. I want, you know, Canadian content and those who kind of get us and what's happening in our country. So this is just phenomenal to hear that you're doing that and the connections that you're making. Um, And so this fall, I believe you had to switch your event was online, right? Normally you would have a live conference. Yes, every year in the fall, we have what we have called our Gather Rise, Mm -hmm. and it's been phenomenal because we really do have a national representation of women that show up. The challenge with being Canadian is that I can fly to Texas round trip for like a third of the cost (laughs) that it costs me to fly anywhere in Canada. It's true. So that's why to get together is geographically, you know, we're the second largest country in the world, but we're all so spread out that, Mm -hmm. you know, to fly to Vancouver or Regina or Saskatoon, it costs so much money. So to create that appetite for, I want to be in the house with the other girls in this nation, I'm going to have to invest. I'm going to have to save. I'm going to have to, you know, you can't drive three days across, across the country. So we understand <laughs> that. True. We get that. Yeah. But yeah, um, we we do that normally in the fall every yeah. year. But this year, um, in January, we met as a board and we did some strategic planning and praying together. We really felt in January before COVID that we were to go online in May and do an wow. online conference in May. Oh, my goodness. We have... We have a word for the year every year. Yeah. This year, the word was true. Yeah. Philippians 4.8, um, oh, whatever wow. is true, place your mind there. So we called it True Conference. We had about 16 women from across the nation um, with us online. We had mm-hmm. It was interactive, live hosted. It was beautiful. It was I thought it was world class. You can still access that conference. You can still purchase it because okay. it's, it's up there. It's good. And we learned through that experience that we can do this. You know, mm-hmm. it was a huge learning curve with like five different platforms and stuff. But we thought, okay, we can do this. <laughs> we thought for sure we'd be live in the fall. Yeah. You know, we thought COVID would be behind I us. And, but no. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, there was another significant shift in the summer. Mm-hmm. Because as we leaned into God, we did listening prayer with our exec team, with our board. And we realized that we were to be bold, which is one of our values, mm. and actually raise the um, raise the positioning of where women were instead of being sidelined as, oh, that's a women's ministry, that's a women's ministry. Mm-hmm. But to say, you know, we're actually half the church. We want to sit, sit at the table with men and shape the future of the church. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of doing a seat at the table came that let's have a conversation with men and women, those that are being really vocal and change makers in the nation right yeah. now, mm-hmm. uh, generationally diverse, culturally diverse. Let's talk about three things. Let's champion truth. Yeah. So always the gospel of Jesus Christ, the centrality of Jesus, mm-hmm. power of the Holy Spirit, purpose of God. We will never, we will always forever be tethered to that. Mm-hmm. The second thing was, to challenge inequity. So we have conversations about inequity, but not in the mainstream. Right. Black Lives Matter has just come and hit us in the face where 
it's been simmering beneath the surface for so long, but now it's time to face it. It's time for the church to face racial inequity. It's also time for the church to, to face gender inequity. Mm. So the world, you know, is increasing in little percentage points by realizing that having a woman on the board or having a woman, you know, <laughs> women as part of um, their organizational structure and even leading at the top levels is very good. It creates healthy culture. There's We have natural strength that we bring. But the church has been behind in that in Canada. Mm -hmm. So gender inequity and then also class inequity, like the poor, Jesus said, will always be with you. But what would... Oh, what would it mean to have us eradicate poverty? Yeah. You know, how could the church go first in that? Right. And then our third strategic pillar is change our nation, change the world. So what will it take to change? Like COVID has changed us. We receive yeah. it, I think, as a direct, um, you know, offering from God that where he's saying, everything needs to be laid bare. You can start again. Yeah. And so what do we do? We use innovation, technology. We use the best of us better together and so a seat at the table is created along those three conversational lines and mm -hmm. we have men and women um tim day jason ballard um alpha youth network uh john and helen burns maggie johns who hosts context cheryl nemhard uh i don't i i'll forget somebody but <laughs> amazing change makers in the nation i think the ones that are sort of really close to the pulse of what's happening in the church mm -hmm. and they're all going to be sharing in um sort of a ted talk format so 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 yeah, minutes which is great yeah easy to follow yeah, yeah and you can you will have well we'll be live hosted as well but mm -hmm. you can have access to the material till january if you purchase it so if you can't join us on the friday you know, listen to it with your leadership team at church or your organization yeah. or your family. Have conversations with your kids about the church because it's going to be fresh information about recent research done on the church. And I think it's not just big church, but it's small church. It's churches that are, I think, 80% of churches in Canada are under 200. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the Canadian church, right? Yeah, yeah. What are these churches going to do you know the big churches get bigger maybe because they could access technology really easily mm -hmm. but are people still at church you know who knows who's watching online or who's drifted and yeah. I think the reality is that 50% of all people aren't even watching online anymore mm -hmm. so I think to be in this conversation right now is going to be important for anyone that is passionate about the church ministering in the church or in the marketplace a woman, a man, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter, yeah. young or old, let's sit at the table, talk about it, and then dream about and actually act on how we will find solutions together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I know we'll put some links in our show notes and, uh, and hopefully people can register and check that out. I think it'll be so interesting to hear the conversations that come out of that, right? Um, right. what churches will do with that information. So it's quite interesting and I'm looking forward to checking that out. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that is November 6th, right? Right. Right. What yeah. time does so it start at? November 6th, <laughs> over six hours of content, yeah. content for $60 available for 60 days. Mm -hmm. If you're a ministry or organization, you have five or more people, it's 45 per person. And for students, it's $30. And I think if you're writing papers, if you're in seminary or in college and you 
are in looking for a, you know a, a ministry as as vocation you want to be part of this day write a paper on it study it mm -hmm. you know hear the messages that are coming out because the messages that are coming out in Colvin are sort of like the messages coming out of Paul in prison mm -hmm. as he wrote to the Philippian church I think these messages are really um, uh, spirit-led because yeah. we're we're talking different now like yeah. we're assuming that nothing will ever be the same and so leaders are really going around the corner and trying to see what's next mm -hmm. so that we can take people somewhere you know that we understand is going to be different yeah. and so I think to listen to these voices is crucial right now if I wasn't um, if we weren't it's a gather thing, but it's a share thing. It doesn't yeah. really belong together. And if I wasn't sort of organizing it, I would I would want to go to it. So <laughs> well, I think that's it, good. It'd be great. <laughs> well, and I know that you have such a passion to connect people across Canada, right? Like you said with Gather, it's not just an Ontario thing; it's across Canada. So, can you tell us about some ways that you've connected people, whether volunteers or just others that are serving in the church, and uh, and just directing them to areas that they're gifted for? Like, how are you accomplishing this across Canada? Yeah. So generally. At all of our gatherings, I we've tried not to dumb anything down, like, mm -hmm. you know, just go find God's will or whatever. We've tried to get real clear, you know, Bible teaching from Scripture mm -hmm. um, that, as the source, but also to remind women of the call on their life and call it up. Mm -hmm. I know I went through years and years of ministry, um, you know, with people saying, oh, you're really great at music, but nobody really understanding what I was carrying and calling that up. And saying, I affirm that, I see that, I champion that. Mm -hmm. And I think women have needed that sense that we are championing each other and we see things in each other. We honor what we carry and we want to call that up. And so generally, in all, every time we've showed up and gathered, we've said, there's something God has placed in you. You have birthright gifts that it's your responsibility to unpack. Nobody shows up at your doorstep and rings a bell <laughs> and says, here's the silver platter. Here's your life. I figured it all out for <laughs> you. Right. you know, Just tell you me have, what to do. <laughs> I know. That's what we want. We want yeah. somebody to show up. And very often there's stages in life where, you know, we're we're either raising kids and we just get lost in the, the day to day. But then mm -hmm. we, we wake up one day and we go, Oh, now what? And yeah. so that now what question is, well, it's been there all along. But if you have you know, if you're gonna invest in anybody, invest in yourself first. Yeah. You know. And so we do that generally, but more specifically, we launched in 2020 an internship, a developer internship program. Mm -hmm. So we could actually um, get women from across the nation that had a call and we could invest in them for a solid year. And so it's mm -hmm. leadership training. It's, um, you know, a strength-based environment where we say we want to unpack what you're strong at. Yeah. You know, women tend to invest in their weakness mm -hmm. and never let their strength surface because we feel bad like you know I shouldn't sure. I shouldn't want to do what I'm good at I should do what I'm told to do or yeah. you know I should serve in the nursery or I should make the coffee or it's like no God gave you you know these strengths he wired you for them and so we have that kind of environment in our internship program and we also have a growth mindset where you will never grow unless you take a risk Mm -hmm. And so it's high risk, 
you know, really good feedback loops. And so I would say, you know, anybody interested in that, we're launching a new cohort in 2021. Okay. And just to try and reshape the culture of the way Canadian women think mm. about their own value. Mm. So we try and prove ourselves by working ourselves to death or doing more, being more for everybody. And it's, it's like, true. you know what? Yeah. If you couldn't do a thing, you have inherent value. You, you have inherent value because you're the child of God, and that's how you go out in the world. And so we're trying to reshape generally the confidence that women have, that they're created in the image of God. <laughs> they have inherent value, but they have a responsibility to steward what has been put in them. What's the, what the challenge is that, you know, I may know that I, I have a gift in something, but I don't have an environment that I can bring it because mm -hmm. the church hasn't made space or it's my own limiting beliefs. So I think that's how we, you know, work at calling out the gifts is first challenging the mindsets that women have. Sometimes it's a theological mindset. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a mindset that says, gee, I, I'm just supposed to support the men. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have to put myself under them because I've taken this part of scripture and, you know, and, you know, made decisions about yeah. that. And I, I think you believe what you believe, but but you open the scripture and see what it says. Yeah. And see yeah. if, you know, Jesus calling up in women um, and inviting them to more fullness in the kingdom yeah. maybe was the model. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we've been doing it. <laughs> and looking forward to this next year, do you see some unique opportunities uh, for people for serving and things coming up? Yeah, so I think the internship program is one. Um, we we would love to have like regional um, ambassadors, regional volunteers. Um, but one thing I think that God is asking us to do is collaborate across mm. the board. So again, with leaders, uh, bringing them together, gather, obviously. Um, <laughs> I think well. investing... Yeah, investing in women who are leading, uh, mm -hmm. we see that as a great opportunity, like influence the influencers and, and you know, have liberate them so that the, they can liberate those that they influence. Mm -hmm. um, definitely pursuing technology and innovation as, you know, the way forward, whatever that means. But we've always had this motto. Uh, I was speaking once and it just kind of, was downloaded in the middle of a sentence, the one, the few, the many. Mm -hmm. So it's so hard for me to predict the future because, you know, everybody wants you to say that you're going to go big, like, you know, you're going to continue to grow and develop. But I don't know because Jesus' model of multiplication was for the 12, right? Yeah. You know, it's the one to, and the woman at the well and the one, yeah. you know, the one conversation. On one conversations. Peter, the, yeah. yeah. So the one, we're for the one, mm -hmm. we're for the few, like mm -hmm. small groups, I think is really, mm -hmm. women love to connect in that way. But the many, uh, I do dream of arenas filled <laughs> with people just wanting the gospel of Jesus Christ and being invited to that. Yeah. So how will that happen? Will that happen? I don't know. So, but I, we can't do it as a ministry alone. I do believe that ministries in Canada will start being forging strategic partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, even churches, as maybe churches won't be able to stay open, you mm -hmm. know, if, they, if they've if they lost their people 
combining, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think coming together more that we're not all in our silos, but yeah. the church in Canada is in itself um, a driving, you mm. know, force of change for the world. So that's my visionary coming out. But I do think collaboration between men and women, between women and women, which is sometimes the hardest, between generations, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I do yeah. see that as a future. So yeah, well, yeah. And I love generational, right? Like seeing different generations work together. There's just nothing like that. Um, it just yeah. warms my heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that is amazing. And I see that, you know, that picture of Canada working together in unison would be so amazing and so effective to bring glory to God's name, right? Like if we're all on the same page and serving God. And, and so I think it's going to be amazing to see what God does through this time when he's changing everything, it seems like, during COVID, right? I right. feel like we're creating fertile ground and we're definitely learning how to show love and grace to everybody, regardless of how they feel. Yeah, Kim, yeah, that's a prophetic word right there. Mm-hmm. I think we're learning how to be human again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, do you happen to have a favorite verse that you could share with oh, us? I do. Uh, <laughs> Psalm 84 is absolutely my favorite chapter in the Bible, but... Um, I'm just reading it because this is a different version than are normally used. But Mm -hmm. uh, Psalm 84, starting at verse 5, it says, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I just latch on to that because I'm a strengths coach, and I love that word. Mm -hmm. Um, But who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And I remember uh, um, that... There's a book called The Long Obedience by Eugene Peterson, and I even love that, that it's a long obedience in the right direction, so pilgrimage. When, and I'm going to put she in there because I relate to this. When she walks through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. She will continue to grow stronger until she appears before the Lord God in Jerusalem. And another version says, she will continue to go from strength to strength mm-hmm. until she appears before the Lord, her God in Zion. So I think this valley of weeping is, I've been in that valley many times, yeah. but it's because of that value that I come out stronger. And I do believe that my capacity, my, my muscles of resilience are being strengthened as I increase my faith in God, as I mm-hmm. walk closer and closer, I'm walking to Zion yeah. and that's, I'm going to get there because that's a goal. And I think like Paul, like I'm running the race and persevering and, you know, I might go slower. Sometimes I might go faster, but I'm actually becoming stronger. Mm -hmm. So I'm never going to plateau. I'm never going to burn out. I'm going to see myself as, you know, soaring until I get there Mm -hmm. because the outward, you know, I may get older and I am getting older and the circumstances may look really challenging and, but really what's being strengthened is this inner woman. And mm-hmm. so I love it. I live by that. Um, it inspires me every day. I have to keep my, my mind set there because yeah. otherwise the opposite looks like it's happening. 
Yeah. But no, this is the truth of it. So yeah. Oh, that's so good. And we'll definitely write that verse out for people so they can check it out. And now I'm thinking of our listeners. Um, many of them are volunteers that are serving in the local church. And of course, this year has been so topsy-turvy, right? And everything's changed. But if you could communicate one thing to encourage them um, to keep serving or, you know, that have been serving through this whole time, uh, what would that be? Well, I would say that even though they might be experiencing some fear as they see the church sort of become, you know, untethered. Yeah. <laughs> I think that God's purpose um, is that his kingdom is really being advanced through the church because mm -hmm. this is his design. The church is the bride. Yeah. It's God's instrument <laughs> of reconciliation to him, it's how he has set it up for us to be together in community mm -hmm. and how to take the gospel forward. So if you're going to stay tethered to anything in this moment, it should be your local church. So whatever you're doing, whatever way you're serving, you know, ask, how can I strengthen, you know, the areas that like, what do I, what can I give? Yeah. And what can I do more of? obviously, what do I need to do less of, but find the opportunities <laughs> in the challenges. So one of our speakers, Jeff Locke here, uh, who's from Southridge Church, and he's also the head of um, Global Leadership Network, the chair okay. of the board, they have totally reinvented their church before COVID, you know, oh, by doing COVID. outreach and, and, you know, they're so community oriented. And so mm -hmm. that when COVID has come, it hasn't been as much of a challenge for them because so much of church was not just based on the Sunday morning gatherings. Mm. So I would say find out who's doing what, gather mm. information, and you know find somebody that's doing something that you would love to do to offer to your church. If they're not doing it already, mm -hmm. say, hey, what what do you think about <laughs> if? Yeah, you know I think we're all open to new ways of doing, but in the hardest moments, stay as close as you can your local church the local church is the living breath it's the holy spirit is still in it mm -hmm. and it's the fabric it's the way it's the design <laughs> it's <Yeah>. what we're <laughs> all supposed to be a part of this is what's going to get us home yeah so. yeah oh that's so good it's so good to hear Right. And I definitely also have such a passion for the local church. So it's really encouraging. And I hope that our our listeners and our volunteers will just remember that. And maybe for those that haven't been out in a while, might feel that call to find something or some way that they can serve. Maybe it's a new way that they've never tried before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kathy, this has been amazing. And I'm just wondering, what is the best way for someone to contact you? If they've been listening to this podcast and like, oh, I, I just want to talk to you. Maybe they're like me and they want to just reach out and meet somebody new. How could they do that? Well, because I have a really complicated last name, mm -hmm. I would say the easiest is just Kathy at gatherwomen.com. Yeah. Or if you want to contact Gather Women, um, you could do hello at gatherwomen.com. Okay. I have a personal website because I'm a coach and consultant and speaker, and mm -hmm. that is kathyostapchuk.com. And if you put this spelling on your show notes, they can find yeah, me there. But really, hello sure. at gatherwomen.com. <laughs> you know, I just, I just do, do believe that um, we are half the church and I just wanted to leave you with this statement, yeah. if, if that's okay, mm -hmm. um, because I don't want this to be missed. When half the church holds back, 
whether by choice or because we have no choice, everybody loses and mm. our mission suffers setbacks. Tragically, we are squandering the opportunity to display to an embattled world a gospel that causes both men and women to flourish and unites us in a blessed alliance that only the presence of Jesus can explain. Mm -hmm. I really believe that men and women flourishing in the church in this moment is something the world will look at and go, wow, mm -hmm. that yeah. is beautiful. And mm -hmm. we're half of it, girls. <laughs> and guys, you know, you're the other half. And so let's just make it a whole. Yeah. And that would be my encouragement. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. I find talking to you, I know I talked to you the other day and it was just so encouraging. And again, I love this conversation. It was so much fun. So Kathy, thank you so much for being on our podcast. A privilege. Thanks so much. <laughs> For our listeners, we want you to stay connected with all that is happening with the 412 Canada podcast and our next conference coming up in May 2021. The best way to stay connected is to sign up for our email at 412.ca. That's F-O-U-R 12.ca. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode and all links to resources will be posted there, as well as ways that you can connect with Kathy and register for the At The Table, which is coming up on November 6th. Please like and share this episode on social media with your friends and leave a review to help us better equip you. I'm looking forward to all that is to come with 412 Canada and connecting with you. In fact, I'd love to hear about you and what equips you. Message at 412 Canada on our social media platforms or email getequipped at 412.ca. Looking forward to next time on the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for listening to the 412 Canada podcast. We hope this episode has equipped you for greater influence through serving. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and consider leaving a review on the app you use. The 412 Canada podcast is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. Explore everything 412 Canada at 412.ca. Thanks again for spending time with us. See you next time.